We got to get is. to that. So, and as always, we like to start it off real rough. Yep, we're back. Like you just walked into a room, <laughs> and here we are sitting here, here are. talking, recording, yeah. watching. Yep. Lately, we've been watching. We got the luxury of having a little smart TV in here to, to watch some shit with. Where was I going with this? Episode 17. Wow. It's your boy Frank. Devin. And we're here for another night of wherever the night leads us. Right. Um, we're trying to get back to the weekly episodic system um so we wanted to make sure we got right back to you guys with another episode after that wonderful two hours on thanksgiving that we gave you guys and had a lot of fun doing um i'll admit it seemed long probably when you listen back to it but when we recorded it it was it didn't seem long at all all, to be quite honest it really did and uh save for the fact i had to leave you know long yeah exactly it might have gone longer yeah Yeah. so (laughs) You know, shouts out to the people that can make it through a two hours of listening to us. Um, I yeah, hope you guys enjoy us. Yeah, we absolutely. Once again, I'm going to start off this episode by just letting you know where you guys can find us. If, if you're looking for a different way to listen to the podcast, um, I am currently working on trying to get a YouTube channel going. Um, so we will try to see what it takes to get that. We'll probably start the YouTube channel off with just strictly audio, but it allows you another um uh, opportunity to find another market to listen to us on uh, before we decide whether or not we want to go video with it because that's a little bit of a different production value that I'm not sure we're quite ready to tackle at this moment in time. Right. But you can find us on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, Google Podcasts, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, okay. most importantly, and on Stitcher. Um, those are the big ones that we like to tell people about. Uh, once again, we like to thank Anchor for creating the system that they've created, which allows us to do what we have fun doing. I mean, it doesn't cost us anything. It, it's it's great, honestly, at this moment in time. Um, and it works for me, and I love it. So shouts out to Anchor, of course. Uh, if anybody is ever looking into getting into podcasting, who listens to this show and maybe you listen because you want to see what we do and how we do it that that that's an honor first of all if you do that because i don't think we know what we're doing half the time it just <laughs> happens to work and uh and and anchor is a great place to, to get information not only on how to start a, start your own podcast but uh, they give you good help in making sure that you can reach as many people as you possibly can so shouts out to anchor we appreciate that uh we're going to get this episode started off by talking about an album that we were supposed to talk about last week and um we're kind of surprised that after two hours and 10 minutes in the last episode we didn't even get to this album so we talked about it two episodes ago um did we a little bit yeah well we said that that was what we wanted to do in the next episode was talk about the album Um, and we listened to it um we're talking about the new tory lanes album it's called chicks tape five um so this is his first mixtape slash album that he's put on apple yeah, right I that guess, he's put on apple I don't music know if it counts as an album i think it's just like something he released i don't know i'm not too sure I'm so here's the thing i want you to talk a little bit more about tory lanes because uh, he's definitely more your generation's artist um and i think you have a little bit more backstory on the title of this um uh, of this album and why he calls them that yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm sure it's just because it's a mixtape for the ladies, in a sense. Like it's more music because he's more geared towards like you know. You listen to his music, it's definitely like. Yeah, he's an R and B dude. You know, he's an R and B. You look type, at him, you like think rapper, maybe he's a rapper, you know but he's I mean? more R and B than rap. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, you put him up there with like a Chris Brown in a sense. More than a Drake. Right. More exactly. Okay. Because Drake, Drake can sense. sing, but, but Drake's got more bars than right than, than he, he sings, sings in a sense. Okay. I think Tory Lanez, he can 
sing better than Drake. Like, not saying that Drake can't sing, but no. he's not a known singer. You know correct, what I mean? Like, correct. Tory Lanez actually sings in his songs. So, okay. Um, it's Do you feel like that, he overuses auto tune? That's my first question. Because I feel like no. every song in there was some auto tune. No, not when you compare him to other artists. Just because that's the thing now. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Even, even, I mean, even in a sense like your generation in the early two thousands, like T Pain, you know, well, yeah, you know what I mean, like mid two thousands, like that was me when I was young, young, but right. Uh, which is what we're going to touch on on this album because the big thing about this album is he featured a lot of a lot of music yeah from that era and i like that a lot honestly so the thing about this album that i got right off the bat is that it's very um the flow of the album is purposeful the flow of the album is meant to tell a bit of a story right um with using a few interludes and i i mean you could call them an interlude but they're kind of more like small little skits um that are throughout the album which really help to keep it going first off we got 18 songs um gives you a total of an hour and 10 minutes so that's that's a nice little chunk yeah it's a pretty good chunk of of music compared to you know other artists who will put out you know a 10 song mixtape that's you know 40 minutes or something you know 20 30 minutes it's something that's extremely short um like that batch of albums kanye put out you know with uh him and Pusha t and all of those those were extremely short albums and uh, first of all i have a big issue with a lot of artists these days who um think that a two minute and 21 second song that's half hook is a song mm-hmm. yeah. that's not a song if you just spitting on it yeah if you I spit straight through for two hours and 21 minutes i'm with it yeah, i'm with yeah, it all day yeah. long but all if day. if most of your track is the hook and it's two and it's two minutes and 21 seconds i need a little more than that i need more than that i need yeah. more substance than that that's that's not that's not a song that's a verse go back to the drawing board come up with some more bring it back to the table and then we'll call it a song so this one i got no knocks on on what he did in this one um I will admit that a lot of these songs brought me back to, because see, when you were around, you know, when when, when this music first came out, you were, what, elementary school? Like, you mean like a a lot of that T-Pain, Ludacris? Yeah, Yeah, you got the T-Pain, you got Snoop, uh, you got Luda, you got uh, Um, Ludacris. um, Yeah, you figure I was what? Chris Brown, you got... No, I was about eight. I was eight, ten, eight, So we're talking, yeah, still elementary school. End of elementary school. Okay. End of elementary school. For me, I was in the heart of high school. Yeah, exactly. Prime time. Yeah, so that's that's essential. A lot of the features in this album really took me back to to those songs. There's only one song I wish he would have figured out some way to put in. And it had to have been Petey Pablo's Freak a Leak. Oh, that would have been dope. <laughs> Just because that song, when it first came out, was like, damn. Yeah. Like, he was spitting. It right. was just, it was, it, and and maybe Nelly's Hot in Here. Yeah. yeah. If he would have figured out a way to put those two features on the album, man, that yeah, would have that been, been like, that would have like fully encapsulated my time. Yeah. in high school when all of this music first originally dropped um shout out to tory lane for actually taking these artists original music and then figuring out a way to sample it respectfully and yes. then getting yeah. those original artists to come back on those tracks and, yeah. and and all of them showed up and showed out yeah definitely there's only one knock that i have because this is this is probably the first album of tory lane's that i've ever listened to Oh, really? From beginning to end, oh, okay. um, I'm I'm a little bit stuck in my ways when it comes to music, and I'm very picky about what I listen to because 
I don't have a whole lot of time to listen to music all yeah. the time. I don't go to the gym and work out, so I don't have, you know, headphones on and things like that. If I'm in like a flag football league or something, I might bring my headphones if I remember them and just listen to them for a little while while I'm warming up or catching before a game. And for me, I need purposeful music. I can't just sample anything. I got to have something already in mind that puts me in a certain mode. Um, and although my drive has gotten longer since I've moved, Sometimes when you got to pick up a five or six year old kid, there's not because he's to the point now where it's like where he's he's memorizing songs at his age and repeating them. So there's only so much that I can listen to with him in the car. And I being that we do this podcast now, we talk so much sports and uh, my end game is to maybe at some point in time turn sports radio into a career for myself, as we've talked about. Um, I listen to a lot of sports radio. Yeah. A lot of sports radio um, to help me with where I'd like to go. That's a totally another story. So I don't listen to a lot of music at times, and it's really hard for me to Branch sample out, new music. You know, I, you. I like yeah. to stick to my niche, which is sometimes a bad thing because nah, you a lot it. of the times yeah. you miss out on on oh, yeah, good music good that you music. enjoy Absolutely. because you're not willing to take that there's take just, that risk. Honestly, there's so much music out there you can't listen to all of it. There's a ton of it, man. It's really hard, so. and and quite honestly, that's why we depend on the listeners. Yeah, you know, we depend on the listeners. If there's, if there's something you guys want us to listen to, man, you you guys let us know because you know we got the Apple Music. You know, we're down to to try some things and make it work, um, and and really go out there. So I really made an effort to listen to this album. So back to my one and only knock, though, is I find it very hard for me, and it could be just because I don't listen to him a lot to distinguish Tory Lanes and Chris Brown. Oh, like I think they together? sound very, very similar. Like for the first, because I've listened to this album f- from front to back through at least twice, okay. and then I've listened to a couple of the songs that I like individually, individually yeah, a few more times. You know, as I usually do with right. with most albums. On the uh, what's it called? The take which has Chris Brown on it. Yeah, I thought that was Chris Brown on the first song. Yeah, for yeah. Chris Brown. yeah. Great song, by the yeah, way. Exactly. Great song. Yeah, definitely a good pick. I thought one. the first verse was actually being sung by Chris Brown for like the first three to four times I listened to that song. Right. And then realized that that was Tory Lanez and then Chris Brown was actually the second mm-hmm. verse of it. So that's the only knock is that I'm. Uh, there's times where I'm like, that's one of those things where it's, is Chris Brown on this one? Is Chris Brown on this one? I mean, honestly, do you listen to a lot of Chris Brown either? You no, know what I don't. I mean? So you would know, you know what I mean? So I think it's one of those things, if you listen to him a lot, you'd, you'd have known. I probably would have. Well, and the thing is, too, is that I think Tory Lanez uses more auto-tune than Chris Brown does. So on the songs, yeah. when I when, when I listened to Chris Brown, when it was more of his prime, you know, the pre-I beat up Rihanna thing, oh, I which I would consider his, his like, prime. Yeah, like that was, was his prime. His, like, r&b pop yeah like, and he yeah. was dancing and he yeah, was doing that yeah, and everybody kind of wanted to compare him to michael jackson and, right. and all of that that was when he was very, using very little auto-tune chris brown now and i imagine that it's got to do with you know a lot of these guys they sit the lean a lot of these guys are doing things that you know hurt them vocal cords at right. times not, a lot not, of them are smokers not good for your body you know what i mean exactly. it's not necessarily good if you want to be a singer to do a lot of those things and i think that auto-tune covers that up so i feel like chris brown has used auto-tune more now than he did. And I think that if he if he didn't, it'd be way easier to tell the difference between the two. But when you. you've got two artists that sound very similar and then they both use auto-tune on top of it... Yeah, it could be hard to... That's where no, I was I kind get of getting with that. Um, What's so, one of your favorites? 
Honestly, it's that one. As as weird as that sounds that I couldn't tell the difference between the two, I still feel like that's one of the best songs on the album. Um, I think Jerry Sprunger, which is song number three on the album with T-Pain, that was the first single that got released um, out on, I believe I watched the video on like YouTube or something like that. So that was the first single. And I actually really enjoyed that. I like that song um, a lot too. I thought that one was cool. I thought the way that he played the feature, or not the feature, the sample on that track is is really good. Um, it yeah. flows yeah. just like um, Sprung as far as the cadence and everything. And quite honestly, as weird as this sounds, I think T-Pain might have had the best feature as far as the... the, the, older, the yeah, yeah as far as like his, his addition to that song might have been one of the best ones of all all of the features he had on the album. We're talking about an album where he's got Jagged Edge and and, and JD. Snoop Dogg. Um, he's got Snoop Dogg. He's got Chris Brown. He's got Ludacris. He's Trey got songs. Ashanti. Yep. He's got Trey Songs. He's got Maya. He's got Mario. He's got Lloyd and Wayne. Lloyd and Lil Wayne. He's got F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. He's got Fab on there. Yep. He's got Slim and Nice from 112. I mean, he has he damn near a feature on every single song, yeah. right? And I personally feel like T Pain's verse on Jerry Sprunger might have been one of the best ones yeah. um, of the whole really album. One, man. I like that one. Second would, in my opinion, would probably be a tie between Snoop and Ludacris because Luda's verse on the Fargo Splash—that's a good one, bro. He that's went in. One. He went in, that's and the, the best thing. So the that's probably my second favorite. Uh, or third favorite song jerry sprunger and the take are probably tied but i get you that's kind of the easy choices to make because yeah, those are pretty much the, the the two heavy hitters of that album that, and, and that one with snoop dogg yeah of course Bins, yeah of yeah. course and you can tell that right right but the fargo splash my favorite part about that song is the fact that they used the Raphael sadiq version of Splash Waterfalls, which was actually a remix of Splash Waterfalls, not the original. Really, one. I did not know that. Yeah, so I did not know that. At least that's I what I hear. I hear more of the remix of Splash Waterfalls. I didn't even know they had um, a remix. Yeah, because that's one of my favorite Ludacris songs. Yeah, bro. And <laughs> I feel like I, I get car with the beats, I get bro. way oh, more man. of that vibe with the Raphael Sadiq version I than you. I do with the Ludacris version. And this is probably I don't care. We don't. We're not big enough to get in trouble. So, I just want to see if I can even. That part of it, where it's more of that guitar, yeah, that's more of the Raphael Sadiq version okay. because that sample. I'm gonna let you listen to it some more. Okay, I don't want to get sued. Um, like they would ever find us. Anyways, yeah, we're just right. two niggas in a bedroom just <laughs> talking, right? Anyways, um, so that more of that guitar part of the... Okay, yeah, okay. What that was, was a playoff of a, a, a Tony, Tony, Tony song, Whatever She Wants. Okay. Um, and so that they kind of merged those two songs together, and then Luda laid basically his verses. So I like the fact that they used that version of Splash That's Waterfalls because if you ever look that version up, check that out. It's a no, smooth absolutely. version. It's yeah. it's almost more. 
Because like the first version, it's heavy with the slaps. With the, yeah, definitely. So you want to bang it more in the car. Definitely. But if you ever want to bang somewhere else to the song, <laughs> nah, I get you. you want the Raphael Sadiq yeah, version yeah. because it is way more R&B influential. Right, and it, it would set a smooth Smoother, move yeah, as opposed nice, to slaps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Where, light dim cause, type of Well, because let's keep it real. Mood, Splash Waterfalls yeah. is an it's a vulgar song. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, we're talking absolutely. about you're you're talking about having a threesome in the song, if absolutely. I remember correctly, yeah. <laughs> right? Um and so that that's what is kind of nice about it is when Raphael Sadiq made it, it's more like you're making love with it as opposed to the original right, version. You, you know, fuck, fuck yeah, it, you know exactly, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> so that's what I do like about that song, and I think Luda's verse on that song is spot on. Nah, and yeah. I haven't heard Luda rap in a long nah, time. Nah, me neither. And that so was my to thing. hear him come with What's that was was is, I oh. thought I thought that exact words when I heard Snoop on that Beauty and the Band. Same thing. And my thing was like I was like I heard Snoop coming in. I was like oh. What type of Snoop we about we to get, get right now? Mm -hmm. Are we going to get Poppy Snoop Bro, or are we going to get like Snoop that's going to give us bars? Absolutely. I agree. On that 100%. One. But you know it, which one was my favorite? What song? That one with Fabulous, bro. Basically like third from the last song. Okay, number 16, If You Gotta. Yeah. So I'll have to go back and look bro. at that one because that one's based on... Which Fabo song is that one based on? That one's based on uh, the song he did with... Uh, why can't I think of her name? Is the um the same chick who did Superwoman with him, right? Lil Mo? It's gotta be Lil yeah, Mo. Was it Lil Mo? Yeah, I'm pretty sure her name was Lil Mo. Lil that he, Mo was a yeah. I yeah, that's Lil the Mo girl he did the track with. Cause that's the fuck it. Yeah, that's that song he did with Lil Mo. I was wondering if it was Lil Mo. Yeah, that's that's a that's a nice one too. Yeah. The only one, okay, so there's a couple that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I think the one he did with Ashanti is good, A Fool's Tale. I think that one's decent. I'm not huge on the Lloyd and Lil Wayne one. I'm not huge on it either, but because I don't think Lil Wayne came with it. I don't think he came with it. I've heard way better from Wayne. I've, but there's so much Wayne that you've heard. That's true, but it, but at the same time, like I've but just I've heard better his, from Wayne. Exactly, but it's so his bar that you set for what you expect for Wayne is so up here that yeah. But at the same time, I mean, even can you, his mediocre is okay. Is so answer me this: Has Eminem ever had a bad feature? A bad feature. Feature. Mm. I don't know. I don't. That's hard. Feature, I don't think M's ever had I can't a bad think of feature. One off of the top of my head, like no, literally like, anything M features, is featured on, he might kill it better than the dude whose song it belongs to. Yeah, he smashed. Right, I felt like Lil Wayne could have gave me something a little bit better, but I think it's a good song. Like overall, I think this is actually a good album. This is a really good. Yeah, album. I think it's that a really good overall, album. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think it's a really good album. And the, and the thing that I like about it is that. First of all, it brings me back to, you know, high school days nah, yeah. and all of the things that you do in high school. You know, you remember certain memories, certain mm -hmm. girls, certain crushes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, nigga, this shit will bring you back to a certain party. Yeah, you know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah, certain, yeah. And then that party all of a sudden turned into a street fight at right. the end of the night. And in some cases, you know, I'm not trying to Take get you, you know nobody in trouble, but, you know. <laughs> That's that's kind of how it was. And it literally, it literally brought back so many memories that it's like, man. 
like as you get older and and for me like my high school days were so much of a blur cuz i had so much going on you know okay. with the fam and and then trying to manage sports and school and you're trying to figure out who you want to be who you're going to be who you are right. all of those things that it really just gives you an opportunity to be like damn like if you could go back to those days like those days were so much simpler than they are now right like there was no social media back then. Like you had to actually go talk a, to girls. You had to actually go buy a CD. You had to go buy CDs, yeah, or you had to LimeWire it after Lime a while, or Napster yeah. before Until they got computer, caught up, and, or your computer just right? shut down. If you were lucky enough to have a computer, yeah, exactly. now everybody got a computer in their pocket. It's no, called an iPhone, but absolutely. but it literally Diff- brought you back to those days where it was like when you had crushes you actually had to address that as opposed to like just being able to call somebody out on social media or slide into somebody's dms and not actually have to have that face-to-face interaction and it's like man yo i remember like that's it's just so crazy to think how much the world has changed in just 15 years exactly like 15 no absolutely that's it and music and how much music has changed i mean Oh, the I mean, substances in music has changed. You think about it though, but how much, how often does music change? Like as far as maybe like the culture surround or like the look surrounding music. You know what I mean? Like the. I think that the wave. I think that music comes that in waves. Music, you know what I mean? I think. I think it's like almost like every ten years. I was gonna say like the same decade. thing. Yeah, like I was gonna say the same thing. I mean? Which is ironically why you'll find that a lot of people divide music. Into like timelines up like by 70s, decades 80s, yeah 90s right because it's usually a decade and they do bleed into one another Definitely. as everything will even exactly. fashion is the same way fashion will bleed into one another but the thing that i think music doesn't always necessarily do that fashion does is fashion regurgitates itself fashion repeats itself what's the hot shit right now champion yeah fila bro fila like Puma, all these NBA you know what I'm saying? Like, like all Converse, like right. Converse has always been a staple, but Converse was never some mainstream fucking shit, yeah, right? Shit. Now all of a sudden, brands that were like, like literally, three years ago, you could buy Champion in Walmart. Yeah, you're not buying Champion at Zoomies and boutiques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For double the price is what you were paying for the same fucking company two or three years ago, yeah. right? So so fashion comes in waves, but it repeats those waves. So it's like now the big thing are these vibrant colors yeah. and mismatched patterns yeah, that were clothes. all the rave in the in the early to mid nineties. And then the mid nineties on, you know, when, when hip hop really took off and gangster rap really took off is when the baggier clothes and everything, you, you know, were, right. were really in, in in fashion, I guess you could say. And so that's what's nice about music is that it it seems to just be evolving, but there's only certain times where it ever repeats itself. Yeah, I get you. So that's that's what I like about it. Overall, I think the album's good. I think uh, our listeners should definitely check it out. Definitely. If you're into R and B and those it. things, yes. especially if you're you know in your early thirties, sorry boomers, um, <laughs> you know you'll you'll enjoy it because it'll you'll bring understand. back some really cool memories. Um, but yeah, I would say my favorite two two top songs are Sprunger and The Take, which are the easy ones. The Fargo Splash was great. Um, uh, a Fool's Tale is good. Um, it's not great. It's good. Which um, is that one with Trey Songz? What's that one called? Still Waiting? Still Waiting. Yeah, yeah. And that one's, decent, that one's decent, but I wish he would have used a little bit more of the original. Yeah, I get you on that part. 
But I get it. There's no, only there's only there's I mean only there's only so much, much you can do before it's basically that the, song remixed. You know that's the that's one of the um, you may not know this since you don't listen to him a lot, but that's kind of one of the knocks on Tory Lanez is he uses a lot of people's like old yeah features. like too many features like he uses people's other so songs he samples a lot of to, other yeah, people's shit to, and then basically kills it on it you know what I right. mean? like on his own thing so which is why he has to release them more as mixtapes as right, opposed to as albums because nobody's gonna buy an album full of samples right. Because he would never make any money no, off of it. He's got to pay all these people. Yeah, all your yeah. money is gone. Yeah, you know and I mean? that makes sense. You have to start paying everybody else. You know so I, mean? I so, guess that I, mean, I guess that could be a knock uh, on a certain artist yeah, because you lose a certain sense of individuality when like you just his originality exactly. Like, yeah. but but if but, you go back and listen to his last album, yeah, uh, I think it's called Memories. Uh, what's it called? Well, he had an album called oh, Memories Don't Die in right. 2018. Yeah, so that one's a really good one, and okay. then he had one before that too. I think. Uh, he had another one called Love Me Now, which is on there. And then he had another one called I Told You in 2016. Yes. That's Though, mind you, one. these are the only ones on Apple Music. I don't know if, if all of his albums are on Apple Music. So, yeah, Love Me Now and Memories Don't Die were the most recent ones. Okay. Um, other than this one. But those two are the most recent ones you could check out. They're 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 good, man. I like them. I, think I might have to artist. check them out. Yeah, I think he's a decent artist. I, I just... he. Yeah, he's a decent artist. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. And the thing about it that you do have to give him credit on, too, from what I was told is that, or what I read about on the album, is that uh, I guess he he produced a lot of this album himself. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing, too, is I think that's why he uses a lot of samples is because he's doing a lot of the production on his own. And you'll find that most people who have, you know, individual um, album after individual album use a lot of different producers yeah and when you're producing your own stuff sometimes you get caught in, in a in a rut of the same, same sound sounding. yeah and so i think to avoid music. that he uses other people's samples which and goes gives, off of that and then just basically plays with that and then goes off of that yeah i, I think it. that's dope because it takes a lot of talent to just do that you know i agree I mean? so i agree I think that's pretty dope i agree so I think that's that's good enough on on that album. Um, once again, it's good. I mean, if you had to rate it one out of five stars, what would you give it? Uh, like four stars. Four. Like three and like three point eight four. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give it like high threes, fours, and only because this is the first I've heard from him. Mm-hmm. So if I if I had the opportunity to be more of a fan, maybe. But I also think the fact that every song on the album is a sample yeah. knocks you just a little bit. Yeah. Um. But the 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 thing that keeps it at that four to me is the fact that he sampled these artists. But he's got enough respect with what he did with those songs to get those original artists to come out and do something totally new. Right. On an on I an think older that, yeah, beat. Yeah, that was the basically. dopest part about it was that they used the sample. Plus Absolutely. Use the artist. Yeah, that you have to dope. respect his ability to have done that. Absolutely. So, so I like that. So once again, Tory Lanez, the Chicks Tape Five. Uh, I think everybody should go check it out. Uh, it's on Apple Music. I'm pretty sure it's probably on the Android stuff, oh, yeah. um, and, and you can find it there. My um, mixtapes, all that. Yeah, my mixtapes and all of those. I, I don't even listen to any of that stuff. I usually just listen to to Apple Music. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, there's a couple of albums I want to talk about real quick before we get into what we normally like to talk about, which is sports and and. Um, other items um, there's two albums and we got to pick one because these are big albums i don't know if you looked at them but the game just dropped an album that's 25 tracks and fabulous just dropped an album that is 16 tracks so we would like to listen to those they literally just dropped this week as far as i know um, the game's album is called born to rap 
Uh, allegedly, it's supposed to be his end. Yeah, that last retired, album. Actually. He's supposed to be yeah, retired after this album. Um, twenty-two tracks, or no, I'm sorry, twenty-five tracks. But it looks like he's got he's got a few features. It looks like he's got Ed Sheeran. He's got Miguel. Um, he's got Marsha Ambrosia. He's got a song with um, Nipsey Hussle that's featured on it. Uh, rest in peace, Nip. Uh, 21 Savage. He's got a song with Bryson Tiller. Uh, I like Bryson Tiller. He's got a couple of good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him on that DJ Khaled track with Rihanna. Um, and I liked him on that song that he did. Uh, I think it's called Exchange, where he used the same beat as J. Cole did for Deja Vu. I don't know if you've heard that song, but that's that's a pretty good song by him. Um, but the game already released the first single from this album called Stainless which is featuring Anderson Pack. We've done a little bit on Anderson Pack in the past. He's a Cali artist. Uh, he's worked with Dr. Dre. He was featured fairly fairly heavily on Dr. Dre's Compton album mm-hmm. um, that he did, which basically served as the soundtrack for uh, Straight Outta Compton, the movie by N.W.A. So he's got a lot on there. So that that's a, that's a tough one, man. Um, that's going to be a lot. That's 25 songs that are giving you an hour and 30 minutes um worth of music so that's a lot that's a lot for the game that's a lot man yeah that's a lot um fabulous is giving us 16 so he's giving us a cold 16 for an hour and six minutes so that means fabo's got some tracks on there Mm -hmm. if he's only running four minutes short of the game i already heard uh one of the songs off of it bombs b-o-m-b-s yes that's number two okay uh i like that song um, but I see you got like Meek Mill on there. You got Tori on there. Um, you got Ty Dolla Sign, PNB Rock, Wig Gucci on the same track. Yeah. Chris Brown. Jeremiah. Yeah, I see that. Jacquees. Jack. Oh, yeah, see that. Uh, looks like he's got YFN. I don't know oh, if that's Lil, YFN. Lil Dirk. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. YFN Lucci. Is that who that is? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Lil Wayne ain't had him taken out yet the way he acted yeah. with his daughter, man. I don't know if I could do that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to check out the Fabo. Um, my homie already listened to it, I see, so I'm going to hit him up, see what he got to say about it. He's a big Fabo fan. Yeah, I, I can I can deal with Fab. I think he's he's decent. Yeah, um, I like, I've never been the biggest Fabulous fan, and quite honestly, uh, to me, some of Fab's best music was when he came back and hit the mixtapes. Yeah, there is some no, of those. Uh, some of those like, mixtapes are good. What was the one he had, like uh, the shovel? Bro, there is no competition or something like that. One of those, yeah. He's had some pretty good mixtapes. Yeah, there is no competition. That's what they was called. He had like one, two, and You got the album cover on it? I got... This is the one where he's... That's two, where he's in front of the casket. I think you're thinking of three. Yeah, which is where he's got like a bloody shovel. shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So, all right. So so then we'll do that one. It's called Summertime Shootout 3. I'm just not a huge game fan. Nah? Not really, man. Okay. Why? Honestly, I don't know, man. Have you ever watched any of those uh, uh, those videos on YouTube? I gotta send them to you. The Hip Hop DX, I think, is what it's called, or something like that. I don't think so. Uh, but he does a lot of backstory on stuff like that, and he did a backstory on the game involving like him with Fifty Cent and all that, and how he got started. And I don't know, man. He just he's an interesting dude. Obviously, I've never met him personally or anything like that, so I don't I don't know him who he is in real life or anything right. but just like his story if that's like how it truly went down then yeah i don't know as far as what like how he fell out with g unit or no, just no, no, like how, how he got, got in the game okay like, yeah, yeah yeah like 
and what 50 had to do for him to basically get up into the game like into the rap like become a name in the rap world and oh i know you're alluding to the fact that 50 was ghostwriting a lot of his shit yeah and okay. even gave him tracks you know what yeah I mean? like that were written that were tracks, for him um was it hated or love it is that what it was one of yeah. those tracks which 50, 50 was featured was on but that was supposed to be just his whole song yeah, right that's supposed to be his whole song and he gave it to the game and stuff like that and then the way game acted like throughout the years yeah well, basically that, he kind of g-unit mm-hmm. and 50 and all that you know what i mean and i don't know 50 got his own ways too you know what i mean so they both seem like stubborn dudes exactly you gotta take everything with a grain of salt when you're not in that world of you course know what i mean so and i think nobody was surprised that they eventually had a falling out you oh, could just no. tell that they were both two alpha males coming. that it just yeah. wasn't gonna work it you know gonna click like yeah how it was how people thought it was should have thought it for was. sure but um, the one thing, and, and the honestly, one thing to touch on for me. When it comes to that, yeah, go ahead. Like, uh, just to finish it up, like his bars are are good to me, but he just, I don't know, he spits a lot of the same stuff. Like, and I know a lot of artists, you could say that about a lot of artists, but the right. game, his flow and delivery just doesn't really connect like that with me. Okay. To really make me a huge fan, where I'm like, man, I gotta hear another game track. You I think the I mean? game. I think the game at the age that he is, because he's 40 now. Yeah, he's older. In the um, game for sure. He's I think that the older. thing about him is that he appeals to a lot of people who remember the days of Death Row Records. Yeah, for sure. Very, very much so. Yeah, he, like, he very much is, uh, and I don't want to say he's trying to be Tupac, because that would be an insult to the game. That's 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 not what I'm trying to say what i mean is that he he very much rides that wave of west coast gangster rap from the mid 90s when death row owned the west coast and 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 why why shouldn't he or why wouldn't he he literally grew up in that you know what i mean he literally grew up in that so that's all he knows so i get that too but i could see why people who are younger and didn't necessarily i mean you were born in 94 so yeah was dead by the time you were three right right so so it's one of those situations where i could see why maybe he doesn't appeal much to the younger audience um and those who didn't really experience i mean we got fucking kids like Lil Xan who shouldn't even be nah, considered yeah, a rapper sure. but I mean yeah. just to show the disconnect is you know he, oh, he you know they don't even know who Pac is right you know what I mean um and the game very much so does I do think that the song Stainless that he did with Anderson Pack is pretty good though is it? I'm gonna have to um, check it out I'm gonna yeah it it's right. number 19 on that album uh, so he did do that one uh what was it? Nine, 1992? Yeah. And I messed with, like, I, I heard to that, that was and good. I rocked with that because he got a 92 bars on that. Yeah. Bread. He spit fire on that. Ironically, so, I haven't listened to so any like, of that album. I'm not like against game totally. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm not one to go seek out a game. No, I feel you. I feel you. All right, so then we'll cover the Fabo album then. But, uh, so we got Fabo, a week. Yeah, I'm a huge fan, and it's been so long since I heard Fabulous. Man. Well, what's funny about this is the reason why it was called <laughs> Summertime Shootout 3 is because this motherfucking album was supposed to come out in summer. Oh, well, yeah, That's why he's got so many features on it, because it was supposed to be like, a, like an ode to, um, uh, what is it, the Hot 9-7, the summer jam that they do oh, in New yeah, York City every yeah. year, which is part of the reason why he's got all these features on here was because it was supposed to make you kind of have that feel. That's so cool. we'll cover that next week. Um but that's yes, enough for us music. for music for this week. Um, what else you want to get into this week? Oh man, uh, there's a lot. Oh, let's touch touch up on that DB real quick since we're, that's our home state team. Okay, I don't. We got them talking. Nah, but yeah, we still live in the state. I don't care. I don't claim them shit as Cardinals. I will never claim <laughs> them shit as dumpster state. fire of fucking. But that DB that <laughs> bet right. against the Cardinals. 
he bet against them or for them? No, no, no. He bet for them to lose. Like, and they won? So, no. They covered the spread. So, basically. Okay. So, so well, hang bet. on real quick. We got to talk about The dude's name is Josh Shaw. Right. Okay. So, Third basically, Josh Third Shaw was. Team. Well, first of all, I think if I remember correctly, dude's been in trouble from jump. Because if it's the same Josh Shaw I remember, it's Josh Shaw who came out of USC. Maybe Dick. Who got into some eligibility issues, if I remember correctly, at the end of his time at USC, which almost hurt his ability to get into the NFL in the first place and probably cost him some money because I think he fell down the draft ladder. And he he wasn't drafted by the Cardinals. If I remember correctly, I want to say he was drafted by the Bungles. I mean, the Bengals. (laughs) The Bengals. I don't know, man. This is the first time I ever heard of this dude. Exactly. So... So, right, tell the story. You read about up. it, so you let me know what's going on. So basically, he did a three-team parlay bet or a three-game parlay bet. Okay, so now for people bet, who don't know what a parlay bet is, so a parlay bet is basically those three things games, gotta happen exactly to you gotta, win you gotta be a, a multiplier on, of money basically on multiple games, okay. multiple bets that you do. You have to be correct on every single All one. Of them. In order to get the payout. So it's all or nothing, all basically. Or nothing. Okay. Which means you're probably playing for some serious amount of money because the odds of it all happening yeah, can. can... I mean, there's crazy parlays out there. Yeah, I think I saw like a 16 parlay where a dude got like almost a million dollars off of it. Uh, just for an example, real for like quick. like uh, I read uh, earlier this week, if you did a $100 parlay on, I think it was the Bengals, the Redskins. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. they won, I imagine. Um, and like two other teams, I think the Texans, because they played the Patriots, right. and then one other team, if you bet a hundred or a thousand dollars on that parlay, you would have got paid out like 43 grand. Jesus. Yeah. So you they, gotta be pretty ballsy to put a thousand dollars on the yeah, fucking Dolphins. Sorry, bucks, Omar. Though. But, and um, the Bengals to get their first win. I know I'm a yeah, huge Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd bet five dollars on the Bengals getting a win right now. Man. I mean, but I'm not, I'm, I'm sure nobody hit on that parlay. No. Safe to say. Not unless you're just some stupid uber rich person who's just, <laughs> just you know, wiping their ass. Like, well, I could wipe my ass with this G or right, I could try right, to win forty three more thousand dollars. But uh so this player uh yeah, bet a three team parlay or a three game parlay. Okay. One of the games was the Cardinals game. Go figure. Okay. And he bet the second half, if I remember the details correctly, he bet the second half of the game. And the Cardinals I think were um they were an underdog, and so they had to cover the spread. So they ended up scoring more points than who did they play? I don't, I don't know. know. Can't remember who they played, but they ended up scoring more. Po- Even though they lost the game, they right. ended up scoring more points than the other team did in the second half. And he took the lost. spread exactly. Okay, so he lost that bet, and that made him lose a parlay. He got caught doing this. The worst part about him getting caught doing this is that he made the bet under his. Own name. own name, I would assume, and then put under profession. No professional football no. player. No, you absolutely, can't. No. No. I cannot make this. Bro, up. that's about as dumb as Jesse Smollett bro. writing the own check to them dudes he paid to pretend to beat him up, bro. And I still stand by that nigga lying. First of all, total oh side goodness. note: that nigga's still lying to this day. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe this story when wow. I read any of it. So wow. That was just a little fun story for you. You know, I can't stand Donald Trump, but at least Trump's rich ass is smart enough to have a middleman <laughs> pay off Stormy pay off Daniels. <laughs> and, 
and all these strippers and, and the hookers he'd be fucking with. Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. and then he just paid his lawyer later. Yo, At least he's smart enough to, to give, give some reasonable doubt. Wow. Or a family member the money. It's and not like he ain't got, I mean, how many of these NFL players got a trove of family members willing to take some of their money? No, but, and yeah, I just, yeah. That's was, crazy to me. It was crazy. It was pretty funny. It was just very ironic. Why would you even answer the profession question in the fucking first place, though? It don't matter what my profession is. If I got $1,000 to put on a bet, I don't give a fuck if I'm a, if yeah. I'm a bum made, outside the casino collecting cash. I don't know why they make you put that. Maybe it's just to look into you in case. Maybe it's you're because you're stupid enough to put ah. that you're a fucking professional football player. Or a drug dealer. Maybe somebody go in there and put their drug dealer or something crazy. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of hard to prove stupid. whether somebody's clearly. a drug dealer or not. No, but people are clearly stupid. But it's not hard to prove whether or not you're a professional <laughs> football player. Not There's a lot of people claim to be drug dealers. They ain't never fucking touched drugs in their life. <laughs> <laughs> and not a lot of people that claim to be professional football players who have never been one. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. some dumb shit. Nah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Too. And then the worst part about it is, dude wasn't even on the active roster. He's been on like injured reserve yeah, the whole year or something. Yeah, the whole year. So wow, who knows what's gonna happen with all that uh, situation? The problem is though, is that we're running into a situation now where we're, we're hearing about these leagues like legalizing gambling and whatnot across oh, yeah. the country. Oh. So, so does that basically mean that that's that these players are still being excluded from being able to do that? Absolutely. I, I don't think that players will ever be able will ever be allowed to bet on themselves. So, I know that that scenario will never happen. He but totally you, fucked up on that one. But the idea of them never being able to bet? Yeah, no. You never you shouldn't be able to. Not when you can turn the tide of the game. Not when you can directly influence the outcome of what's No, I mean on games that you have no involvement in. Like, if you're a player oh. for the Bengals, why can't you bet on the Ravens-Patriots game? Or, or, the, or the Ravens-49ers game? Or, you know. I get that, but I could also see the, the problems that could come with that. Because then what if you get a whole little, like, off-site, like, situation where you got multiple players from multiple teams meeting up and basically you know impacting games because they're well then all you do is have the same situation you you had with the nba refs right was that that was was it ncaa ref too no that was tim donaghy he was an nba ref and the saddest part about it is since we want to talk about sports betting is i read an article that was deep when they talked to him and there was a situation where the Suns or someone had looked into how uh, how many games he had refed for the Suns, and it goes as far back to the Suns' playoff runs. I believe it. That the fouls that were called were completely swayed in one direction, and then they found out that those happened to be games that he had control bet and mm-hmm. bet on and had covered the spread on. And that was the year that the Suns lost to the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals. Horrible. And that, you know, the same year when uh, Robert Ori checked Steve Nash right, and then, what was it, Amari and Boris Diaw. Right came off the bench and then got suspended for a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they stepped on Correct, because the they stepped yeah. on the yeah, court. Yeah, Um So, yeah, they, they looked into that, and that, that was pretty bad. So I could see where where gambling is. It's, it's only a matter of time before gambling is going to become uh, completely legal, in my opinion. Um, I think we just are moving towards I that. I don't know, man. I think, I think it'll become legal in states like here, but I don't know about certain states like 
everywhere. I don't know about certain southern states, like yeah, certain super like, like Bible beater states. Yeah, stuff like that absolutely. Out in the south, you know what I mean? Like, Shit, not even just the south. It's it's well, like yeah, the Rust in, Belt up in, in Ohio yeah, and places like that. East that Coast, still goes on. Man, they can't even buy beer at Seven Eleven and stuff. Like what? Is no, that? in some places like, you can't buy alcohol that? on Sundays. Yeah, like New York City, do you know New York City that you can only serve one or the other? Yeah, beer. If or you liquor. serve beer, you can't serve liquor. Beer, wine, liquor. or liquor. Yeah, 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 that's insane. So, that's so insane. I need beer and liquor. I need the, the you need beer bicker. to wash. You know what I'm saying? I need, I need beer to wash you know down the liquor. Man. I need some. <laughs> I need some liquor. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's crazy just, to me. It's very different out. Like, but there's a lot of money to be made. Oh, absolutely. And that's what that's kind of what it's come down to nowadays. Is well, I mean, will it make money? Should we legalize marijuana? Well, will it make money? Who gives a fuck whether or not it makes money at some point? At, at the end of the day, you have to decide, is this something that's worth having people locked up for decades in prison oh, over? That's More so to me than is there money to be made off of it? Clearly, there's money to be made off of it. Yeah. It's a product that sells for monetary value. We just need to stop using it to, you know. Speaking of that, down. total side note, this is not something we planned on talking about tonight, but I did see it on the news the other day. This is the fun with where was I going with this because it's a question mark in the title of the podcast because we don't fucking know where we're going with right, this. Exactly. So anyways, um, I saw a news article on ABC 15 the other morning because they were doing this whole like uh, maybe it was an ABC, maybe it was NBC. And they're doing this whole like 420 series because the ballot is up for Arizona next year mm-hmm. um, to potentially legalize recreational marijuana in Arizona as well as a couple other states. And what they were talking about is the state of Illinois, who has just recently, I want to say January 1st of 2020, um, recreational marijuana becomes legal in Illinois. Mm -hmm. However, the one thing that not a lot of people are talking about in Illinois is that they've also changed their legislation in the state of Illinois to coincide with the legalization of recreational marijuana in that if you have a record, a felony record, for serving time or being on probation for anything related to marijuana possession below the intent to distribute. So just possession of marijuana, not necessarily with the, with the intent to distribute, your record is going to get expunged. So these people, when this happens, are basically going to be getting a new lease on life. Because, see, that's the problem with our system. And we can go way deep into this, and I just don't think we have the time. we got about 15 minutes left in the show, so we don't want to cut it too long. But a lot of places are legalizing marijuana. But what about the people whose lives got ruined before Before marijuana was legalized, right? And, And when marijuana is looked at by the federal government, and as long as it's not a federal charge, obviously, if it was just a state charge, that's what's getting expunged. If you got put up on federal charges, they can't help you with that because it's still illegal in the eyes of the federal government. So I want to be clear on that. Um, But once you have that scarlet letter, for lack of a better term, on your record as a felony, good luck ever becoming a normal member of society. You're not going to be able to vote. You're going to be working the shittiest fucking jobs. You know what I mean? So with the idea that that is happening, that to me is the real change that we need in this country is the idea that not only are we going to change these laws and recognize that that these people weren't harming anyone, but we're going to go so far as to give them a new lease on life by saying not only is this drug legal for recreational use but we also are going to forgive the fact that we had a different mindset 
in the past on what this what this was um, and how it affected those people, you know, nonviolent offenders who got caught with, you know, an ounce of weed or something like that, who then got put up on state felony charges and were on probation and these things. Look, I, I don't necessarily think that they would get any restitution they paid back because that's just not how it works. You got to be happy with what you're going to get at some point in oh, time. Yeah. And there are states that are not expunging people's records Oh yeah, that do have legalized marijuana, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the books. Um, but Arizona is that's part of this legislation that is going in for 2020 is the fact that they will be following along like Illinois and therefore people who got put up on those charges, um, those records are going to get expunged. And I think that that is, that is the big thing to me and the reason why it it should be passed. I mean, whether you agree or disagree on recreational marijuana use, we could go into that forever. Uh, We could talk about, you know, the, the amount of people that are killed every year from drunk driving and nobody's attacking, you know, the beer industry uh, or the liquor industry or anything along those lines mm-hmm. or the idea of nightclubs or bars or sports bars or places where people drink copious amounts of alcohol and then go drive you go, and operate okay. cars. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and now it's become it's become a. It's become a fad. It's a staple, man. Like, I mean, you gotta drink. Bro. We have craft beers, you know, yeah, we got exactly. hipsters, and we yeah. drink our IPAs. My IPA. And, I need my 10.6%. Exactly. Like, super heavy fucking alcohol content <laughs> beers damn. that taste literally like somebody like pissed in your cup. <laughs> But it just happens to have alcohol in it, so it's like, well, fuck it, bro. You fucked up real quick, you know. So I mean, that's any low shelf liquor, though, too. So. Exactly, <laughs> but it, you know, but these craft beers, no, but, you're paying seven dollars, you, you know, and, the, and upwards of that it. That is the culture, though, nowadays, huh? Everywhere you go, you everywhere you go, everywhere you go, everywhere even you like go. Kid, even like kid places now. Bro, I can go to Peter Piper Pizza this weekend for yeah, my son's get, birthday party so, and get me a pitcher. Bro, even fast food places. It might be like an eleven dollar pitcher, but yeah, all the you know, you go to Chipotle, you can Take get a beer. A beer. I went to Fuddruckers a couple weekends. You ago. can get a beer. I got beer. Yeah, it was five dollars for beer and a burger. Beer, beer and a burger. And the reason why is because they know that those certain things will attract people. No, seriously. Who maybe yeah. in the past would have gone to Applebee's and gotten a burger, but yeah. instead they know Fuddruckers got a way better fucking burger. Fuddruckers ain't got, got beer, bro. So we might have. Huh. Oh wait, Fuddruckers got beer now. We Fuck it. There. Sorry, Applebee's. Nah, right. You nah. know what I mean? I get it, man. But yeah, it's crazy. It's everywhere it's now, and sure. and yet it's not being attacked Mm-mm. like the marijuana industry is, and that's because they still have to shake that stigma. So oh yeah, we love to talk about that. We will always uh, bring up different topics. We got ten minutes left in the show. What else you want to talk about? I don't know. What else we just watched the Suns right lose. Yeah. Um, Bad. We like to talk football. Yeah. What about uh, Rivera getting fired? Oh, we could talk about that real quick. Um, first of all, I think the Carolina... No, I do not. I think no, the Carolina I, Panthers I have made a mistake. Yeah. Okay, here's my take on it, though, real quick, and then I'll get your opinion. I'm not surprised, Okay, but I think it's the wrong decision. Okay, I say it in that way because a lot of people forget that the Carolina Panthers recently got sold. Yeah, to a new owner. To like a new year. owner. Okay. Oh, yep. So with that said, Ron Rivera is not his head coach. Nope. None of those. The GM is not his GM. Yeah. Cam Newton's not his quarterback. Nope. Right. And as much as people don't want to think that that is a big thing, that's a big thing in every company. Absolutely. Every person who's at the top of the chain wants the people that they picked and they put know. into their places. They want their aces in their places. Right. If 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 I can overuse that analogy for for a second, and. Ron Rivera was not his ace. 
Cam Newton's not his ace. I expect both of them to be gone at the end of this year. I don't expect Cam Newton to be back. No, me neither. Okay. I, I don't see um, so that's why I'm not surprised, but I still think it was the wrong move. In a, in a season where there's still a lot of flux, if anything, I think the GM should have been fired first. However, it's very tough to to fire a GM and keep a coach as opposed to firing a coach and keeping a GM. The reason why I say that is because the Carolina Panthers had a first-round pick a couple of years ago and took a guy by the name of Kelvin Benjamin out of Florida State. Won a national championship with Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. Where's Kelvin Benjamin now? Where is he now? He got traded to the Bills. I remember he was in Buffalo. And I couldn't tell you where he is now. Yeah, right. Right? Interesting. That was a bust. Bad draft pick. Or you failed to develop him. Right. Right? Or he didn't fit your system. Right. Which is bad on the GM because you're you because we have this toxicity in the NFL where we try to draft the the best player and and we see what makes them great and then we try to tell them yeah but you're going to do it this way I know that doing it this way is what made you great but we're going to do it this way right the exact reason why and I, I hate to always bring it up but it's the exact reason why Lamar Jackson has become Lamar Jackson in the NFL is because the Baltimore Ravens said he does this he does this he does this and he does this and guess what we're not going to ask him to do this 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 or this because that's not him this is what made him great this is how we're going to use him and this is how we're going to find success there are too many teams in the nfl that take a player like lamar jackson and say you know what you run wonderfully but that's not what we do here so if you're going to come here and like he has a choice you get drafted right and you're going to become strictly a pocket quarterback and we don't want you running the ball well that's not what makes lamar jackson dangerous what makes lamar jackson dangerous is always the fear that he will take off leave you spin on you break your ankles stop start on you and make you look like a fucking retard and you have no business in the nfl and if you don't allow him to do that he will not be successful in the nfl because at some point in time a zebra cannot change his stripes if 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 doing all of that is what got him a Heisman trophy, what took Louisville from a nobody's fucking talking about Louisville in the ACC to him going toe to toe with Deshaun Watson, another player who got knocked for what he could do in, in the draft and he fell. That's the problem in the NFL. So was that what happened with Kelvin Benjamin? I don't know. Devin Funchess. Hmm. Yeah. Big him. wide receiver out of Michigan. Had a lot of success. There were a lot of people that thought he should have been moved to tight end. He was like six foot four, two hundred and forty-five pounds at Michigan. That sounds more like Travis Kelsey than it does Julio Jones to a certain extent. You know, right. he was not fast like Julio Jones is fast. He ran like a four-four. Still extremely fast, way faster than I could ever imagine running. However, that's not wide receiver fast. They instead did not move him to a tight end position. Devin Funches played out his rookie contract with the Panthers. They never renewed him because he never panned out, and he ends up looking like a bust in Indianapolis right now, and he's not even playing for them because I think he's hurt. Those are two receivers that you drafted in the first round, and, and at the very least, I think Funches may have gone in the second, but I'm pretty sure he went late in the first round because I think they got Funches... Um, the year after they made the NFC title game before they made it. Because remember, they lost in the NFC title game, and then the next year they got to the Super Bowl and lost lost to Peyton Manning, right? So I think they had Funchess at some point in time around there. Both of those guys are gone, right? They used Jonathan Stewart for way too long, 
wore him out, mm-hmm. basically never yeah. found a, a competent replacement until they get Christian McCaffrey. Right. And then they've got Cam Newton, but he's got no weapons other than Greg Olson, who's a great tight end, but we all understand that Greg Olson is on his way out the door. Yeah, He's got Christian McCaffrey, but they have no change of pace back. No. They've got one of the best running backs, if not the best the running best back. This year, I would in, say. This year yeah. hands down, he's the best running yeah, back in the league. Sure. Um, but he, there's no change of pace back. Mm-hmm. So Christian McCaffrey is that speed, that finesse. He's that Marshall Falk. Right. But you don't have that power back that will punish defensive lines and soften up linebackers for Chris. And Christian McCaffrey is playing on an MVP level. Yeah. Considering running backs don't get any MVP attention. Excuse me, any MVP attention. Um, and then of course you have the issues with Cam Newton being hurt. I think they took way too long to make a decision on Cam Newton. Um, they should have shut him down earlier, and they should have realized that. Whatever was wrong with his foot was affecting everything, everything else. Everything about his game, yeah. You know, everybody thinks, well, it's his foot. How does that affect his arm? Well, you have you something go wrong with your, your foot, foot, and then you try to plant that foot and throw the ball and get that inertia going right. to then throw that ball. Balls are not thrown with just arm strength. No. You know, even a pitcher will tell you that, you know, that it's not thrown with arm strength. You look at an interview. Once again, I, I love to bring him up because he's, his, his improvement from his first year to now is astronomical. You look at Lamar Jackson and they interview him and they ask him what what he worked on in the offseason. The very first thing he tells you is his footwork. Mm-hmm. His footwork affected his ability to throw the ball and especially affected his ability to throw the ball accurately. Mm-hmm. If What was Cam Newton's biggest knock at the beginning of this year? He had no accuracy, yet he has a foot injury. So that was a mistake as well. I think the other thing too, and this is more conspiracy theory than anything, there has been talk that the new owner potentially is planning to move the team to South Carolina. What? Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. And the idea, and he's even said it before, is that, well, the team is called the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it doesn't say which one. They're not called the North Carolina Panthers. No, yeah, it's just always assumed that. It's always been the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And so for that idea, he feels like, well, we it's one Carolina. So for him, if there's an opportunity for him to move that team into South Carolina and, and be profitable, why not? Well, and if you're planning to do that or you're planning to look into do that, a lot of people like to do it with new coaches. Right, yeah, a whole new area. Something yeah, new and exactly. fresh and, and vibrant. Um, so that's my take on Ron Rivera. Um, I don't think that he'll be out of coaching for long. No, I don't think he will either, no. I'm not sure that he'll be a head coach. No, I think he could be a coordinator somewhere or something like He would be a D coordinator so, somewhere. Yeah. And honestly... He wouldn't be a bad D coordinator for them shit-ass Cardinals because he's a very intelligent guy. Um, He's a player's coach because he was a player. He did play in the NFL. He knows what it takes. He knows the grind. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, I think he would make a great defensive coordinator for the Cardinals. However, there's always this aura about the Cardinals where it seems like you go into that building and, and your brain all of a sudden like malfunctions and you don't exactly. Yeah, it doesn't operate completely um, but I could also see a scenario where he's coaching the Giants next year. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think Pat Shermer's on his way out. Yeah. Um, I could see a scenario where the Washington Redskins give him a call, and are like, "Hey, you know what? What, what do you got? You know, we've we've got a quarterback that, um, although he's not a runner like Cam Newton was, 
you know, we've got a young rookie quarterback who next year will be in his second year in Dwayne Haskins who could possibly do something, you know. Right. So I could see that as well. What's your take on it real quick? Uh, I mean, I didn't agree with it, but after, like, seeing that it was new ownership and all that jazz, I sort of understood it, but kind of sucks. It's weird. It's kind of weird timing, though, to do it, like, this time of the year. Kind I of. think the biggest reason why is because anytime you're struggling and then you lose to a team like the Washington Redskins the way that you do, it appears as if maybe the team has quit on you. Oh, yeah. And so I think that what I think that what they're trying, yeah, which to me is kind of a, mm, I don't ever think a team necessarily quits on no. on on their coaches. I think that sometimes maybe the messages just don't resonate, right? And I think that sometimes that can be an issue where maybe it gets to a point where they're just not hearing you anymore, right? Um, and and then there's times too where it's like, look, the coach doesn't play; the coach coaches. Mm-hmm. So if you felt like it's preparation, then yeah, maybe you fire the coach. But if it's execution. That's players. That's the players. Yeah. The the coaches and the coaching staff are about preparation. Yeah, it's all practice, the players man. are about execution. Football is nothing but practice. And that's practice, absolutely practice, the practice. thing. The football is the one sport where you, you have a week. Game. That's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. You know, in basketball, you might play three games in a week. Right. In football, you play one game a week, and the rest of the time is preparation. Yeah, so if you feel practice. like it's preparation, I get the firing of the coach. If mm-hmm. it's execution, now you need to start looking at a general manager because are we are we putting the yeah, right players in the right, right position? Yeah, exactly. um, so that's what I feel about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, best of luck to, to Ron Rivera. Yeah, I think he's a good coach, and I, I definitely think he'll land on his feet. Um and quite honestly, if he wasn't to get a head coaching job or if he was, I could I could totally believe a scenario where if, say, somebody like the Washington Redskins were to call and, and they would prefer Ron Rivera to be the head coach. If I'm Ron Rivera, I might shoot a call over to Mike McCarthy, who was the former coach of the Green Bay Packers, yeah, yeah, Packers. who just got fired and say, mm-hmm. what do you think you can do with this Dwayne Haskins kid? Right. He's not a running quarterback as much as Stephen A. Smith that, liked to call him that one when he was in the draft. They got that really good rookie receiver, too. McLaurin. Yeah, great really rookie good. receiver. They've got Darius Geis, who came out of LSU, who's a really good running back. Three things that you need in a Mike McCarthy system system yeah you need a, a, a pocket passing quarterback. Yeah. They have one. A good receiver. They got a good receiver in McLaurin. And they've got a good running back in Geis. And Geis is a dual threat running yeah, back. Can he can catch and, and run. And run. Right. Okay. The only thing that they would need to do in the draft if they were to decide to do that, and that was what they put together, you need to, you need to draft a great tight end. Yeah, that would help a lot. Because, you know, Mike McCarthy didn't always have great tight ends in Green Bay, which is why, you know, they've, they've tried to make moves to get them. But, but if you get a decent tight end – I think he could do very special things with that system. The defense, you got to figure that one out. That's why they would be hiring Ron Rivera. Right. But I could also see a flip. You know, maybe they hire Mike McCarthy and they bring Ron Rivera in to run the defense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that could be a really good thing. But I don't have enough faith in in the owner, Snyder, to do that. No. Because Snyder, if he were to do it, he's going to need to fire his GM. He's going to need to find a competent GM. And then he's going to have to – you know, bring those two guys in. And for me, for that franchise, that might require a lot of convincing. Yeah. Might require a lot of convincing. You'd have a lot, a lot on your plate. Absolutely. Try to get that turned And out. I don't have that faith in, in Bruce Snyder to get that job done. Um, He's 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 a he's a horrible. Yeah, I was owner. gonna say he's not the best. No, he's a horrible <laughs> owner. He might be right up there with James Dolan, the owner oh, of the Knicks. Yeah. 
um, who's running that franchise into has into run that ground. franchise into the ground, um, and yet somehow it's worth more than it's ever been. Inflation ain't something wrong with that. New York. Inflation. Well, it's because you're you're you've got a brand that people buy up, Still but you buy don't. Up. But you but you're not producing a product that's worth a shit. So therefore, your profits are great because you don't have any stars. Nope. He couldn't get Durant. He couldn't get Irving. Nope. You know, he drafted R.J. Barrett, and who's to say if that's going to play out based on. In today's landscape of the NBA, where you know they put so much pressure on these nineteen-year-old kids to do something, yeah. and then once they start to develop, they hightail it out for a super team. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? They they bouncing. You know, Anthony Davis is a perfect example. He didn't feel like he was getting enough around him, so he he bounced. Yeah. And New Orleans doesn't look too bad with the players that they got right now. I mean, I'm not saying that they're on the Lakers level, but no. they're a lot younger than the Lakers. Yeah, but the so Lakers are here to win now. Of course they are. So. I but, but the that. thing is, AD, is, I, can understand his I also feel like the Lakers kind of sold their souls for a championship now. But if they get that championship now and LeBron decides to hang it up, they're going to be in the NBA's purgatory here for a, for a while. Because they Kawhi still got Len- AD, though. If they still got AD. Kawhi Leonard ain't going nowhere. Paul George ain't going nowhere. Both of those guys are young. No, yeah. And they're- Kawhi Leonard's already got a couple titles, a couple but finals. You MVPs. get somebody to, to pair up with AD. But the problem is, is the Lakers are not a franchise that 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 being competitive is good enough for their fan base, no, I get it. and that's I get the thing. Like that pressure is going like to lead to more bad moves. But we'll see. So we'll see about that. We'll see after this year. Um, if yeah. Does that. Maybe LeBron got three more years. In. Who knows? Yeah. Right. What's next week's date, yo? Um, I'm wondering if next week we should do. No, we're gonna do the 19th. No, the 18th. So the 18th, we'll do a, a Christmas episode. Christmas is on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You, trying yeah. to, you trying to throw an episode together on Christmas? Might be able to have a couple special guest stars. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that plays we'll out. I might be down to do a Christmas one. Yeah. That might be kind of crazy, though, because we might be liquored up. Yeah, definitely. So that, that actually might be definitely. fun. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll just get on the mic a little bit, talk about it, bring some people on that you know listen to the podcast or just want to hear themselves. Yeah, we could do that. It was a little weird to get used to hearing myself talk <laughs> on a mic. So maybe we can do that. Um we'll talk to uh we'll talk to Steve and maybe he'll want to come on and talk some Marvel shit or something. Maybe some Star Wars cuz that's supposed to be coming out too. Oh, real quick. Um something else we'll talk about next week. So we're going to talk about the Fabulous album. We got to remember this shit. We got bad memories. I need to write oh, this fabulous. shit down. Fabulous. We got to talk about the boys, huh? Yes, boys we didn't get to talk about the boys. So just um, real quick, give me like a minute and a half. Did you like it? Yeah, what are you fucking Makai Pfeiffer from Eight Mile? Look, I know this is the final round. So each dude gonna get a minute and a half. Um I've watched two episodes to completion. I haven't started the third episode yet. Oh, okay. So quick synopsis on it in, So you can't in, even give a minute and a half. I mean I might I could probably I mean I can talk, so I could probably give you a motherfucker. I could probably give you motherfucking five minutes right now, but um just a, a quick thing in a in a minute and a half or so. Um it's not what I expected. Um I I expected based on the trailers, not based on what you've told me. Based mm-hmm. on the trailers, I expected more of an action driven storyline and I'm oh, getting a plot and character driven storyline, mm-hmm. which I like. Definitely. Okay. I didn't want just on the a, I wanted something more in line with the Netflix Marvel shows than um, 
just some action, action slash superhero. yeah, yeah. And, you know everybody's just kind of fits into this mold and is very robotic and it's the action that's supposed to get you excited about it not necessarily the plot um so that that i like about it um it's not as uh it doesn't have as much sexual overtones as i thought it would or people when it first came out made it sound like it would be mm-hmm. once again i'm only two episodes deep and not that that's a plus or a minus um but low-key if you're trying to kind of watch it at work it's kind of hard to watch if you know titties are out everywhere and you got people walking around your desk right. um so you know for that reason um it's been good um I think first off, Starlight is a little cutie. I like me some Starlight first yeah, off. Um, she's a little cutie, but she's also from Jessica Jones, so that's where I recognized her from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a little cutie. I like her character. Um, I could definitely see a situation where she's gonna become the link in in all of it somehow, some way. Um, and and like I said, I've only seen two, so I don't know right, how right, it plays right, out. Right. You ain't gotta um, talk too much on it. Just. I think that I I I think they got to the Huey. I guess what I liked about it too is that they just really jumped right into uh, why exactly all of this is going down Mm -hmm. as far as Huey is involved. You know, they really just got right to it. And and a lot of shows these days waste the first episode to episode and a half for setup. setup. And and really with this one, it's just like this is the setup. Right. His chick gets run through by this fucking dude, <laughs> and then the apology is such bullshit right. that he wants to know what the, what the real deal is, right. um, and what's really going on. Um, Stillwell is that her name? Elizabeth oh, yeah. Shue's character, yeah. the main lady. She's she's fucked up beyond <laughs> all kinds of stuff, and I've realized that in just two episodes. I have no idea what kids she's trying to feed this breast milk to. <laughs> I have an inkling. That breast that her breast milk is what compound V is that they're talking about. I could be totally wrong, listeners. I have, like I said, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's my initial inkling is that compound V is her breast milk, which is some. There's, there's, she's a superhero. I don't know what her powers are, but there's, she's not just a normal human who's in charge of all these superheroes. Clearly, she's not because there's no way that a normal human could be running all these superheroes and them not have. And, and her not be able to have something over their head as far as powers or blackmail or something. And for me, based on Homelander's powers, she's got something going on about her that makes her even more powerful than him. And that has yet to be seen. But I, if, if, if I were to just throw a wild guess out there, I think that Compound V has something to do with her breast milk. Okay. Um, I don't know what her relation is to Homelander, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was some weird incestual he's her son <laughs> type shit. Um, that is very yeah, it's very like the whole scene where he's like, You're leaking and, and like she was not talking about her titty leaking, which was clearly what he was talking about, was a little weird to me. But I get some kind of weird mommy Definitely a weird dynamic. Yeah, kind of a weird dynamic. Um Homelander is really fucked up. Um and the idea that the thing that I uh, I've probably gone way over a minute and a half, which I told you I could do, but the 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 really cool thing that I like about it is the underlying theme about like these superheroes are for profit. Yeah, it's and all so for money. Yeah, yeah, and so not only do they have like this massive movie industry, <laughs> you know, that they're building, yeah, like- they have all this social media following. Yeah. I think that their crimes are all bullshit and they're set up. I don't think that they're that all of the crimes that they're 
stopping or what yeah i don't think that they're all real i I have a very weird feeling that some of it is staged in the sense of that's what they're doing to keep their brand going because i think that vaught is all about the brand it's not necessarily about the superheroes and then lastly the idea that she's trying to sell the superheroes as weapons to the government and has gone so far as to blackmail politicians um into yeah into that by trying to put basically by trying to get the government to uh buy them and and use them as military weaponry um is is actually really good undertones like i like that they've they've kind of taken the typical superhero ideas and and kind of flipped it on its head touched it on like what would the real world do yeah like yeah because like we're around yeah because with marvel movies willy-nilly absolutely like with marvel movies they're they're like totally separated from regular citizens like citizens are just collateral damage in the in the overarching storyline of oh yeah aliens coming in and oh, yeah. thanos coming in that's pretty and, funny that you, you say know because uh, and in this one they're 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 intertwined right along with yeah. everything and you and and what i've always liked is that marvel did a great job of glossing over a lot of the collateral damage that that would have really happened had the battle of new york you know, been real oh, yeah. world, and had Thanos's snap different. been real. Like, like you're so focused on the superheroes that you don't actually see how regular the citizens would live on, within them. Right. And the boys is all about that. So for me, I find it interesting. Um, I'm going to keep watching it, of course, because yeah, I, you know, I got to finish it out. Finish it's it only out. eight episodes, so it's not a whole lot so. to get through. Even if I didn't like it, I would still finish watching it for the sake of this show. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to watch a couple more episodes. We'll touch mm-hmm. on that again next week. So I will wrap it up there. We got The Boys. We got uh, Fabulous Album. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I guess we could talk a little bit more about the playoff scenario. We'll have a lot of answers oh, this yeah, weekend. By then, yeah, by then we'll know. The 49ers are currently the five seed. Before they played Baltimore, they were the one seed. And thanks mm-hmm. to Seattle beating Minnesota, they are now the five seed. So shout out to all you 49ers fans. Um, we got the best kicker in the league. <laughs> um, what else? Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that because we got some big games. We got the 49ers at New Orleans, which has big yeah, playoff yeah. implications. We have Buffalo and, and Baltimore. That's big playoff that's big implications. Right yeah. um, the Cardinals and the Steelers, big playoff imp- implications for the Steelers, obviously not the Cardinals. So we'll talk about all of that. Um, yeah, man, I had fun tonight. We're going to keep it here because I don't want to make it too long. I really want to give the, the listeners something to, to look forward to next week, and, uh, and we'll have some good structure next week. And as usual with every episode, we'll get off the rails, we'll come back, we'll get off, and we'll come back. Um, <laughs> that's what we do here. So once again, thanks to everybody who supports us. Uh, episode 17 is in the books. Uh, we're pushing close to 20. We've been doing it for a calendar year now. Um, we're going to keep going, and uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep. I'm signing off. This is Frank. This is Devin. Peace. Peace.